Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with two excellent human beings, two fine gentlemen. Oh, they look uh, already shocked that I'm talking them <laughs> up too they? much. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Robinson and Pete the Real Taylor. You have a real Thanks. human last name, Pete the Retailer, right? <laughs> I do. I don't use it too often professionally. But is yeah. it Bonavita? It is. Oh, did I say it correctly? You did. You said it's it. A, it's yeah. a witness relocation thing, so right. <laughs> don't, don't play it up too much. I can edit that out. <laughs> okay. Good. If needed. Uh, but you guys are from Star Wars Minute, the awesome Star Wars podcast, right? Yeah, Star Wars Minute. Star We're here Wars in Los Minute. Angeles recording some shows and uh, recording one with you. We'll reveal that. And, uh, yeah. We graciously agreed to appear on your show, so uh, <laughs> it was very gracious. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I love doing Star Wars Minute. It's a great podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else that you guys do that you want people to know that you feel like is important for people to know about you as human beings? Like how else do you spend your time besides talking about Star Wars a minute at a time? Uh, well, my day job is a cartoonist. So yes. between podcaster and cartoonist, those are both kind of like hobby real job, hobby jobs. <laughs> yeah, you so, know, uh, day and job were both in air quotes and when you said my day job is a cartoonist. Yeah, yeah so I, I do graphic novels and whatnot, so uh, people can check out my website, comicbookalex.com. I don't want to turn this into the plugs, oh, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, you did so. some art for me for a comedy video. That's it, right. That's right. About, we did. Uh, yeah, the, bear, the bear, bear attacks. Yeah, I love yeah, drawing. It was my favorite things to draw, so it was, it was a pleasure. <laughs> the bear attack art was beautiful. And now, uh, Peter, the retailer... I'm a digital media manager for an engineering magazine that's not really for public consumption. But yeah, then, you know, podcasting is becoming more and more of uh, my thing. Yeah, because you guys are out here on the money from your Patreon, right? Yeah, we can, you know, we can, we have the luxury of being able to go, you know, come out here and talk to, you yeah. know, people like you and, and hang out and do, you know, live shows. and You're paid to talk about Stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful it's, thing. Yeah, it, it is. is. a beautiful thing. Yeah. But you're not going to talk about Stormtroopers now. What? No. Wait, what? Sorry. Well, well, we can a little bit. Okay. I'll work it yeah. in no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about your obsessions. And, and Pete, you brought up to me that you think about Beck a lot. Yes. So that was our starting point. Back a lot. Back a lot. Your musical that you're working. That's what I'm working. You know, I'm slowly <laughs> penning my own kind of. Uh, it's really it's a it's a parody of Spamalot, which is in turn a parody, mm. and it's, it's just all it's like a Beck Jukebox musical mixed with. Yeah. Uh, what presidential administration would be Beck a lot? <laughs> Um, William Henry Harrison, <laughs> the, the sudden death yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. yay! Yeah. Uh, and I, then I asked you, Alex, since I already had yeah. back on deck, as it were. Yeah. That uh, what what you were obsessed with, and out of everything you offered me, Beatles was just right. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll start with you then. I want to ask, how did you get hooked on the Beatles? What was your what's your Beatles origin story? My brother and a friend of his were um, both musicians. This is when I was in high school. My brother's a little younger. They were like in eighth grade or something. Okay. We taped a documentary called the complete beatles off of the usa network i remember that because we we taped it and we watched it over and over again so what the commercials were part of the you know we knew the oh, commercials the as part okay. of the experience so right. i knew it was on usa like fighting the frisbees yeah so uh yeah and we would watch this documentary and i never really knew anything about the beatles uh I was just telling someone that when John Lennon died, I thought it was Jack Lemmon who'd gotten shot. (laughs) That's terrible. uh, Because I really had no idea who. I don't even know how I knew who Jack Lemmon was, but not John Lennon. That seems very strange to me. Were you a big odd couple fan no, as a child? I can't even think of any Jack Lemmon movies I saw as a kid, so it's very strange. The Star of the China Syndrome. Yeah. 
Every <laughs> four-year-old <laughs> loves the China syndrome. <laughs> yeah, so I think getting into it through the documentary gave me a very skewed perspective because one of the things I'm really obsessed with is the story of the Beatles and them as personalities right. in addition to their music. Like, So I think that had an impact, you know, because I tell stories as a cartoonist. So I think approaching it as a narrative, it sort of made it stick more yeah. to me. So that's uh, really fascinating because I think especially with music, it's one of those things where you could be obsessed with the music and never know anything about the people or you yeah. could be obsessed with the whole package, which it sounds like you are. Well, my friend uh, Mike Dawson, who was a big Queen fan, and I was like, so have you read any books about Queen? He's like, no. And I was like, how on earth could you love a band and not want to know every single thing about them? Like, so it seems, have you read any books about Beck? I know we're not up to your segment yet, but. Uh, yeah, I'm not allowed to speak about it yet. <laughs> well, no, we'll go to Beck. I want to know, uh, since any... Beck is not quite on the same level as the Beatles, right. I would say, in the general uh, cultural landscape. <laughs> or alphabetically. Uh, what was your intro to Beck? It was, I think, Beck's intro to the world at large when in 1993, I think it was, or, or 93 or 94, when when 94. the video for Loser came out. Okay. I happened to be, you know, it was, I think it was my freshman year of college and we were watching, there was like a common room and there was MTV was pretty much always on because it was, you know, it was the early 90s and we were, you know, youngsters. <laughs> and, you know, I was, there was a whole kind of quote-unquote alternative music thing going on and that was like good and kind of swept up in that but the first time i heard loser i was like oh no this is what i want from music like where can i get more of this and like went you know that day or that week just kind of went down to tower records on on broadway and i was like i need that music that was on like where's there's more of that like what's this guy's deal and something about just like as soon as it hit it was just like oh no i know i want this and it, it just happened to coincide with his first major release album which was mellow gold and and they re-released two of his earlier or uh, when he signed with Geffen he had a unique deal that he could still release albums with other oh, labels wow. with like indie labels so th around that same at least within the scope of like that month or so or maybe it was a couple months uh, near the end of the year like he put out basically three albums worth okay. of stuff and so like it was great because I, I think I just went and I got the, the one that Loser was on and you know we've all had that experience where you go like oh I like this song and you go you put on the rest of the album and you're like oh <laughs> I got fooled uh, but no I, I totally loved the album listened to it a lot and then I was like oh I gotta see if this guy has more stuff and I went back to Tower Records and they just like he just happens to have come out with three albums this year so here you Perfect. go here are two more yeah so it's like ah like it totally kind of yeah. kicks you know poured gas on the fire of this this burgeoning obsession and was it the music like the tone the sound the mood or was it the content of the lyrics were you like yeah I am a loser and I also deserve <laughs> to be killed <laughs> um, you know a little bit of Spanish <laughs> right yeah Poquito. No, I think it was mainly the music. Normally, I'm not really a huge lyrics guy. Okay. Like stuff will trickle through, but mainly it's kind of you know the like the rhythm, the kind of sound of it. Like you know the kind of uh, big you know things will get stuck in my head, and I'll just become like, oh, I like this song because the stupid part got stuck in my head. Okay. So musically, when I heard it, I got really into it, and then like the lyrics are you know he gets pretty kind of. Uh, abstract and absurd yeah pretty quickly which i also like especially not being a lyrics guy i just have like kind of nonsense going on i'm like yeah i can get behind this nice pleasant sounds but yeah. yeah now have you read a book to alex question i don't think i have but there's a bunch that they always seem kind of like you know airport cheap kind of you know money grabbing biographies it seems right. like they're so i haven't but maybe i should yeah like the beatles it seems like writing about like an epoch in time Right, like this like an era as well as human beings, and Beck still being in the midst of his career. Not like all the Beatles are done having a career, but Beck is still sort of yeah well, not ready to he, tell his story. Well, and he wasn't you know he's just a guy. He's just a guy, you know, <laughs> just a man. And uh, 
the the Not Beatles, gods, like when like you're writing Beatles. about the Beatles, you're writing about like kind of a cultural movement almost, you know, and and like yeah. a like a this where the world was right then. Whereas Beck was just like, oh yeah, he's part of that kind of you know, alternative thing, and he was on MTV and he had those songs. Where it's just you know, it's not as like. <laughs> It's Culturally, we're not always novel, invested yeah. in, in Beck. But. Well, I think also because the be- there's a market, obviously, since I can read a different Beatles biography every single year, right. there's, a, a, you know, right, clearly people writing them thinking yeah. like this could be a popular book, you know. So with Beck. Just that one know. gas station novel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but are you interested, uh, like Alex is, in the human story? Are you interested in the human Beck story? Or are you just like, I don't give a damn about him? Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Like when, especially when... You know, I feel like those kind of getting into Beck kind of coincided with the early days of the Internet, too, which is something kind of being in college and we got Internet access for the first time and there were Usenet news groups and stuff like that. So I hooked up with like kind of the Beck community, which was itself just kind of forming. Eventually, it kind of evolved into this crazy thing where there's, you know, uh, that's how I got, you know, way too much Beck on my computer at home. Like it takes up way too much room where you end up with, you know it's a little bit almost like like what i understand the kind of grateful dead or or you know fish those where they're like okay. trading tapes of stuff and like you know it's like people will be you know there's a kind of consensus of like these concerts are good and and stuff like that okay so that's so. kind of getting into the oeuvre but it's still attached to the music it's not like i want right. to know what beck eats what kind of underwear does he wear do you get right. to that level uh not to the underwear level i don't <laughs> think but that kind of that burgeoning community kind of led to a lot of you know either people sending links or kind of like copies of like oh hey he's in the new rolling stone you know and then he's got a weird kind of interesting story like he was raised in scientology oh wow um no yeah his is because it was i guess in the 70s when the kind of california scientology thing was a little more like before it went kind of off the rails like culty when it was just still kind of more self-help stuff yeah um, but it was more about Zool. Zenu. What's his name? Zool. <laughs> I wish it was about Zool. That <laughs> yeah. Would be good. yeah, Zenu. Oh. Just about yeah. the basic yeah. Zenu before it got all complicated yeah, and Tom Cruise. Commercialized. And... Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I mean, his his mom, I think, was big in Scientology. Okay. So then he just kind of, you know, grew up kind of out here and did a whole kind of stumbling, you know, uh, ride around the country doing kind of anti-folk stuff for a little while and like... When he hit, a lot of people were just like, wait a minute, that's that jerk from the coffee club. Like, okay. I just saw him last week, you know, kind of like doing nonsense songs with so, an acoustic guitar. Yeah, so his story is a little bit more like the just kind of normal guy who made it because he just does his stuff. Unlike the Beatles, sort of the rightful gods ascending to their rock thrones. Right. Now, is that the story that I, I don't know? I like both. I like both stories, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Beck's story is just I feel like he's a couple of steps removed from like the way i live my life maybe he's, right. he's just a normal guy you might see him at the store and be like oh, hey back like, oh, hey and you'd be shopping for the same thing you know <laughs> yeah you could see the... him at walgreens yeah. right yeah or at if we can maybe we should save the crossover for later but do you remember <laughs> there's that uh from a couple of weeks ago a couple months ago whatever there was the um there was that video of beck and paul mccartney going you know, like they were getting kicked out of a party or something or they, they got kicked oh. out of a party together they couldn't uh, get in me, yeah, it's news to me that's what it was they couldn't get into a party there was some like like i don't know the grammys or the video okay. awards or something and they were they were trying to go to a party and it was like some some current pop stars you know like after party and they went up and they were just kind of like hey like you know can we come oh, in McCartney. yeah and they they, <laughs> and they got denied I'm back. <laughs> what's a good beck impression uh, I'm back. Yeah. kind of yeah. <laughs> that seems fair yeah uh, I wanted to ask both of you guys, 
Is there any moment where you've made a different life choice or have something influenced by your love of the Beatles or Beck? Have you ever like been in a moment like romantically, I know the Beatles would advise this, or I think uh, based on this Beck song, their correct financial choices. Not so. I think the closest that I get would I like I postponed a family trip by one day or two days to see Beck because oh, wow. it was like. Uh, again, it was in that kind of, you know, late 90s, mid to late 90s time frame. And my mom and I were supposed to go visit my grandparents in Florida. And like we were supposed to leave on, let's say, the 23rd. But the concert was on like the 24th. So I was like, no, I, this can't because Beck is coming and I have to go see that. And, and you know, and for some reason, my mom was very understanding about that. She was like, all right, 20, 25th is fine. Oh, wow. And um, I don't know. I, I'm assuming that maybe we drove down to Florida because it seems ridiculous to kind of, you know, change plane tickets just on the whim of just like, you know, a teenager's uh, like the band I like is playing. We need to spend hundreds of dollars to rearrange everything. Yeah. So that's the closest that I've got. Okay. To changing things. It's, it's a very minor thing. But it did change your timeline. It changed where you were. Yes. Physically. Yes. How about you? Have you made any uh, any life changes because of the Beatles? I was going to start my own record company, and I know. No, it's not. <laughs> I can't think of any one specific incident where I was like, but I definitely think that I was, when I was like in high school, I hated high school when I was there, and uh, I would read these things and talk about how John Lennon hated high school, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm like John Lennon. We both hated high school. So, like, we both need glasses, too, so we're totally the same, but I can't think of any one particular judgment or anything i made Sometimes based on feel, i think i'm jack lemon too yeah <laughs> just <laughs> I, like john Lennon. i really am like felix hunger <laughs> if you guys could sit down with beck and a beetle of your choice living or dead uh-huh what would you want to try to talk to them about what would you want to get out of them as a, a human in an interaction at the risk of turning this back into a plug i think beck would be fun to have on star wars minute because <laughs> <laughs> is he a star wars guy yeah. uh not like I haven't seen, you know, kind of obsession, if I if I may. I haven't Please seen him do. go overboard with kind of like, you know, crazy Star Wars stuff. But uh, like in one of his early videos, like it starts out where he's wearing a Stormtrooper helmet and then takes it off. And oh, really? I think he's had, I've seen a picture of him with like a Star Wars shirt maybe, or he's made a reference or two. How old is Beck? Uh, he's a couple of years older than me. So maybe he's around, probably in between our ages. Maybe. So he's the right age to be a yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, perfect yeah. age. Yeah. First generation. I'm trying to think of the, there's... A relatively obscure tenant that is has a bunch of weird songs on it, but there's one that's like in parentheses it says Vader rocks. Okay, and it's because he's he does the song in a kind of with like a a vocal tuning that kind of pitches it down and makes it sound a little bit Vadery. But there's so no explicit like, Star no. Wars content. It's not like from Vader's perspective. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's still it's still kind of abstract nonsense. But it's <laughs> with his voice pitched down, cables, so it makes yeah. it look like yeah. I think we talk about Star Wars. Oh, nice. That's what I talk nice. to everybody else about. Why not? <laughs> and which Beatle would you sit down with, Alex? Uh, well, even though, as I said, John Lennon was the one I I liked the most. I think my impression is in real life he could be kind of a jerk sometimes. So I think I want to talk to Paul McCartney. And one thing I find fascinating is that like paul mccartney has been world famous his entire adult life he was like 20 years old when the beatles became big and so like like what 
he must have a completely different perspective on how the world works than yeah. than other people. Like, I don't even know how we could like. I'd be mean, like, what's it like to be famous? He'd be like, I don't know. I was famous me whole lot, you know. Like, like I so I want to know like what Paul yeah. McCartney thinks about and stuff. Does he? So you would like try to quiz him on normal things and see if he understood the normal world? Well, I wouldn't <laughs> quiz. I wouldn't put it in that way just because I wouldn't want him to know I was doing that. But I would definitely be like, boy, milk's really expensive these days. Right? How much do you pay for milk these days? <laughs> what's money? Says Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> I got you a cow. Yeah. <laughs> Get How it from many, the farm. <laughs> How many downloads does it cost? I don't know. <laughs> if you guys could have dinner with them together. Mm-hmm. And you were trying to get a conversation going between Beck, mm-hmm. Paul McCartney, and yourselves. Yeah. Do you think that would also be about Star Wars and uh, how Ooh. the reality of the universe works to non-famous people? <laughs> You're tr- trying to connect it together. Yeah, it could be. Or we might. Uh, would it be embarrassing to bring up the time that they couldn't get into that party? Because no. that's like, we could be like, oh, hey, <laughs> I saw you on the, the internet uh, getting denied. <laughs> that almost seems like a publicity thing. Like, oh, it'll, it'll seem, but they'll both seem cooler that way. Because Paul right. McCartney will seem cooler because he's hanging out with Beck. And Beck right. will seem cooler because he's hanging out with Paul McCartney. So it's like kind yeah, of I mean, a win-win. They, they can hang out and not get denied from an after party. They can just be hanging out. But and that makes them seem video. human. You know, yeah. them saying, oh, well, they were sitting in a gold throne while they were eating caviar makes it seem like they're kind of like jerks. But if they're like, oh, we, we even we get kicked out of party sometimes. Right. <laughs> I think that makes it seem like they're more, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Did they get kicked out because... They were really drunk. They're, oh, they were no, really, I don't know. No, 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 no they didn't get let in. That's the whole thing. They they weren't allowed. They were trying to kind of you know they weren't on the list. Yeah. Is it because so, they were not in like the current cultural zeitgeist? Like, was, were they at a young person's party? Is that what it was? <laughs> the YPP. Uh, yeah, I, I think they <laughs> no, were. It was it was a totally different kind of crowd, and and it was a young pop star that wasn't you know wasn't at all from the same branch necessarily okay. of 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 culture that uh, you know i think a lot of the people at the party not only the people whose party it was but a lot of the people at the party it might have been like paul who like who's that guy so it was a case of them not knowing them not uh paul mccartney's too too square to come to our party not that it was that they right. really had no idea who he was yeah i think so or if they had an idea they're like well so what an old rock star wants to come like right. we're cool yeah. man we're having yeah. a hip party here look we got <laughs> the weekend or something yeah. <laughs> so paul mccartney bought the building and had it demolished in the middle of their party just <laughs> right. as a way of uh... <laughs> he had all the doors locked from the outside yeah i like the idea that it would be demolished while beck is doing some djing for demo crew (laughs) is beck a vegetarian i don't believe so Hmm. just curious if that was their common no although that could be the one's a scientologist one's a vegetarian we'll see what happens when they get together (laughs) talk about your odd couples (laughs) the real world not at all the real world uh so i did have one star wars questions i wanted to ask you guys in particular if Beck or a surviving Beatle was going to write a song for Star Wars, which one of them would do a better job? Mm. Beck or Paul McCartney? Or Ringo Starr. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's be serious. Yeah. I, oh, boy. I almost do want to hear a Ringo Star Wars song. <laughs> I, that might be the top of my list as far as like... You're going rogue and saying Ringo. What yeah. do you think Ringo would bring to a Star Wars song? Well, his well, last name is Star. Well, yeah. So you're halfway so there. He's halfway there already. <laughs> So he'd bring puns. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I could see him, you know, doing, um, let's say, you know, uh, the Ewok celebration kind of a thing where they're having oh. a celebratory song at the end. So a novelty song kind of like a... Yeah, essentially, yeah. Or a cantina Something. type song. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't think this would be like a Star Wars musical. 
right. with full book or, or like a, a love ballad for Ringo. <laughs> right. It's hard not to just think of like weird alling it. Like instead of doing with a little help from my friends, it would be like a little help from some other word that rhymes with friends. <laughs> 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 it's been a long day of podcasting. For I'll think of a better one. Give me another chance. I'll think of a better one. <laughs> we'll, we'll swing back around. To that. Okay. So, so do you also agree that uh, Ringo is the person to do this, or like sincerely, if if there's another Cantina scene in say episode nine, where it's a song that's got to be has some vibe like the original Cantina song. Or the Lin Manuel Miranda J.J. Abrams song that was in Force Awakens. That's like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back. Okay. Because I think I could see it working like a Rogue One type movie, like a standalone movie where they're trying to go for maybe a, a different vibe, like an edgier feel to it. And, okay. Uh, you know, like a sort of, uh, as I say, like a heist or something, but it sounds like that's what Rogue One is about. We haven't right. seen it at this point. Yeah. But, um, you know, or something where it's more, a bit more, uh, I don't know, like a, a cooler director. Okay. Who's giving more of a style mm. to it. Paul McCartney, I think he's kind of a bit on the old fashioned side, and it would be hard to imagine him coming up with something that would. Plus, yeah, like if you're gonna do pop music in it, it should be futuristic sounding, weird pop music. Yeah, not like although you know, you heard like the uh, like the fireman and stuff like that, where he just he's done some kind of experimental electronic stuff. Yeah, this is the the this podcast is gonna be the process of us switching sides. So <laughs> by the end of this, I'm gonna be the Beatles obsessed one, and Alex is gonna be. No, I know there's certain things Paul McCartney's better at, and yeah. you know, like uh, yeah, I mean know. he he would make some great alien noises. Paul McCartney could put together a great. Alien language of boops and doops, things like that. Yeah, they all just have one throat. Annoying singing (laughs) droid that makes Paul McCartney sounds. That'd be great. Uh. So, but is a Beck fan and a Star Wars fan? Mm -hmm. Would you be pumped if you found out that Beck had a song in a Star Wars movie, or would you be like, these are two Mm -hmm. things I love that should not be together? It might be too much at stake. I might be like, well, this has to be the best thing ever. Otherwise, my life is a lie. <laughs> so you would oh, cancel each other out. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I think, you know, I trust him enough that oh, it depends on what. Because there's kind of two backs, basically. Oh, okay. That so there's always two there are. Always two there are, yeah. <laughs> you know, as his career has kind of evolved, he's kind of split back and forth between this kind of mellower kind of... Uh, um, like adult contemporary back almost. Okay. Um, and then there's kind of more experimental, jangly, you know, cut it up, put it all together, cut and paste, and we'll make an album back. Okay. And so I wouldn't want the kind of, you know, soft rock uh, adult contemporary back to do a Star Wars thing. Right. It might be. Although if anything's going to get me to like that, uh, that side of him more, it might be a Star Wars thing. But. So you hate, you don't hate. You prefer jingly jangly back to oh, yeah. soft rock sad back. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, within the Beck community. There's a lot of uh, disagreement about that kind of a thing too. Okay. That some people, you know, their entree was like an album like Sea Change, which was very kind of like you know soft kind of maudlin you know tracks, and I that's probably my least favorite Beck album. So um, there are kind of two opposing factions. Okay, but you you're super into Beck like you because you offered it uh I said I had a Beck problem you said you had a Beck problem so do you listen to the soft rock stuff even if you're like well it's not my favorite but it's Beck yeah I'll um I listen to it a lot less than the other stuff but if it comes up I do a lot of um shuffling all the Beck (laughs) (laughs) um which has different levels you know there's like because on on Spotify, Beck is, you know, the, there's the official Beck playlist, which has all the kind of official release stuff in one playlist. And so that's a good shuffle to do because it's because um, if I do the the, you know, Pete's House shuffle of Beck, then it's the um, 
it's over a day of of material and it's all like it mixes in kind of like other takes of stuff remixes stuff okay. from live shows um tracks from tapes that he recorded for his mother like <laughs> do you ever do that do you ever play the oh, yeah, yeah. mix okay yeah. so you do you do some you do play that right right but kind of sticking so more often than not though i'll do the the official beck <clears throat> playlist shuffle and then that um a lot of those kind of wishy-washy songs will get skipped okay um but sometimes i'll let them play through because so i feel just... like it's better seep yourself into a beck stew with yes. this playlist or you're just trying to yeah is that how you listen to the beatles do you do a random shuffle or do you very specifically say today is norwegian wood day and i'm listening to norwegian <laughs> listen wood over and, and over fuck it all <laughs> no i i if i listen to it i almost always listen on, on shuffle ever since music went digital i listen to all my music on shuffle oh really i've ne- I've, i haven't listened to an album straight through in probably 10 years <laughs> so uh so and it's weird because now i don't you know it used to be when you listen to an album a lot you kind of know which song immediately follows one but yeah, now i've together. completely forgotten which songs follow each other in um, in order i do not weird. listen to music that way it bugs me like i want to listen to what what the artist intended yeah. and i'm not even really a big fan of best ofs mm-hmm. so do you guys have a moment of like fun suspense after every song wondering what's going to be next yes yeah i guess so in this case yeah and you play the little game with yourself of like how soon can i name it <laughs> oh yeah, really it's, yeah Wow, and um, but there's also, I mean, I I'm not as extreme, maybe that I, I will go back and listen to an album like as a whole from time to time to be like, oh, yeah. okay, I haven't listened to pull an obscure one. To yeah, I was going to listen to prove your obsession by pulling. I was going to listen to the acoustic version of uh, Modern Guilt, which was only on the website. Wow, he's hardcore. <laughs> you are hardcore. <laughs> um, I like this a lot. I love the hardcore. It's a good driving album, and it's. Uh, are you guys musicians at all? Either of you? I'm not. I would love to be, but I don't have the patience for okay. it. Mm, I dabble in stuff, but... Uh, when you I say don't... dabble, does that mean like you have an acoustic guitar? You were in a band at one point, right? I've, I've been in a couple of bands. Oh, nice. Um, I bought, I've only bought one guitar in my life, but I have, I think, seven or eight at my house somehow. Um, <laughs> Are different... they multiplying? It's like mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, different, you know, acoustic, electric, bass, etc. And I, you know, some keyboards and drum stuff. So you, so you obviously can play a little bit, and Alex, you can't. I cannot. If Beck slash Beatles came to you, though, and said, we invite you to come on stage and jam with us, would yeah. you guys jam with your heroes? Oh, totally. Yeah. Would you right. just, you don't care even, would you tambourine, cowbell, anything? Yeah, well, my brother's a musician, so I would get him to teach me like three basic chords, so at least I could <laughs> strum around in the background. But <laughs> I, mean, I, I would sing moment, backups, you know? or I'd sing lead if they wanted me to. Oh, so, you uh, would yeah. sing lead? Well, sure. Yeah. You know, but, uh, I mean, I'd be uh, I'd be nervous and I can't sing very well, but you know, <laughs> screw it. I mean, <laughs> two, uh, two, go- two ghosts uh, playing with me, so uh, you know, like, I take advantage of it. Like, right? Yeah. How much can I screw <laughs> yeah. this up? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about you? Would you jam with Beck? On stage? I don't know. That's tough because I don't, you know. How big is the venue? Uh, yeah. let's say, what are we let's, talking? Let's say uh, it's uh, relatively intimate, like a kind of a nightclub with maybe 300 people. That's the best kind of Beck show to see. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that situation, yes. But if it was a big stadium, that would be too much exposure? That might be weird and it's not, I don't know. So I don't know if I would. Would you want that level of contact or would it be like you prefer Beck being slightly removed from you? No, I, I think I, a large part of why I like him is just he does seem kind of approachable makes it sound weird maybe but he seems yeah. kind of like not a Down not earth. a crazy other entity he's not a you know god he's just like some guy who plays music that i yeah. like and so if i i've 
almost met him a couple of times and each time it's just been like something's gone off the rails so i feel like eventually and again not to sound stalkery i feel like eventually we'll we'll cross paths right the fates just have it that way yeah it's your destiny yeah how about you do you feel like you would want to meet paul or ringo at this point or is it just like they are so they are obviously human beings but they are in that weird pantheon of legends I'd be nervous, not because of like, I'd just be nervous because there's that old adage, don't meet your heroes. Because yeah. like, what happens if I met Paul McCartney and he was a total jerk? Like, you know, but I guess I could always say, well, he's an old man now. And that doesn't mean Paul McCartney from 1968 yeah. would have been as much Most of us are going to be jerks when we're old men. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. So I guess if I went in expecting him to be a jerk, that would yeah. be, that would be, it would almost be a good story then. If like, yeah, Paul McCartney threw a drink in my face. That would be, that would be <laughs> that awesome That should be your goal. Yeah. I threw him out of the if you him meet back him. at my party. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk up to him and say, veggies are murder or yeah. something weird to try to piss him <laughs> off. Are you saying yeah. my goal should be to throw a drink in his face? No, to get him to throw a drink Ooh, in your face. Yeah, it's tougher. Him into, yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you want to see him in a human moment, like a really human moment, if you're at a party and see him, like, you know, sneeze and, like, get a little bit of snot on his cuff or, like, just something like this? Just like, that's a totally normal human thing. It happened. Yeah, totally. I would want to be in the restroom and hear Paul McCartney passing wind inside the stall. I want to be in the bathroom at the urinal and hear someone really cutting loose in the stall. And I'd be like, boy, that guy's got some health. And then he would come out and be like, oh my God, it's Paul McCartney. But it would be so melodic and beautiful. I'm sure the way he parted would be all like, tooty Yeah, it's pretty catchy. What is that? And then, oh, there he goes. Just wrote me a new Star Wars song. <laughs> Yeah, that would be how I want my Paul McCartney meet to go. Excellent. And I would immediately shake his hand as soon as he came out. I wouldn't give it a chance <laughs> to wash his hands. So no. I'd be like, yeah, I'm Paul McCartney's poop on my hand. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm less worried about me sending stalkery. <laughs> she's like, I had his poop on my hand. Yeah, I'm going to add that to my list of okay. questions. Like, Now, how into this person are you? Would you want their fecal matter on your person? Uh, how do you? It sounds like you guys know the songs like you know their their uh, collection of songs quite well the beatles yes not the solo stuff necessarily okay the mm-hmm. beatles as the, the an entity yes okay so i wanted to make sure i wasn't putting you on the spot too much but i'm curious for best songs for certain scenarios mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if you had to have a beatles and or beck song playing while you were making love what do you what mean is... if i had to <laughs> <laughs> poorly phrased question on my part yes. i apologize i apologize <laughs> listeners that was next terrible. time you make love and you have the beatles on as you always do <laughs> yes yeah please don't do shuffle you can't make love to shuffle right i mean you need to make a choice yeah what is the best uh beatles song for the making of the love that's a very per- that's a very revealing question it, it, so yeah, how i do give tells you my style <laughs> right <laughs> You throw out the yeah, joke answers skelter. first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely the most frightening answer. Revolution yeah. nine. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Revolution that's number my, nine. That's my uh that's, let's go with that one. Uh, <laughs> is it, Julia? Is what is that on the white album? That the, is on the white uh, album. You're trying to trap me by asking me who was on the white album? <laughs> no, no, I was just trying oh, okay. to remember for myself because yeah. uh, I used to listen to the Beatles a lot, yeah. but not as much anymore. Uh, I think like Don't Let Me Down is a romantic <laughs> kind of song. Well, well yeah. I, mean, yeah, not, I mean, the lyrics also work too, but, uh, but you know, it's yeah. a, a love song. And, and it's so a love on. song, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's smooth and romantic yeah. as love songs yeah. go. Yeah. I go with I Want You because oh. she's so heavy because oh, it yeah. has that big build up and then an unexpected drop off that leaves everyone <laughs> right. wondering what happened. I want you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one I'll go with. All right. Uh, and a Beck song to make love to. 
Uh, I feel like it's cheating a little bit, but he does. Uh, he has a song called Deborah, which is uh, a very kind of you know slow jam, like okay. intended to be that kind of a song, but almost a not a parody of that type of song. He's pastiche. Yeah, I mean Beck. Oh, one okay. of the things that I've one of the other things that I feel like I've gotten from Beck is the difference between making fun and having fun. Like he has fun with a lot of things, but mm. he's not making fun of it. He's not saying like this is ridiculous. Look at this. He's saying like oh you know it was cool. Like you know. That kind of slow jam, you know, 80s, you know, uh, like Prince, Morris Day, you know. Uh, it's kind of saying it's silly and celebrating it at the t- same time. Yeah. Um, I feel like Deborah falls into that category. And okay. It's, uh, you know. Do you feel it would be awkward to make love to someone whose name was not Deborah while listening to Deborah? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, because it's I want to get with you and your sister. I think her name is Deborah. So it's okay. like that's, you know, <laughs> the, the name of the, uh, you know, the song recipient is open. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and best song to play at a funeral. Well, it's tempting. To, the most obvious one would be "The End" by the Beatles because it has a kind of you know, yeah, a nice finality to it. To it yeah, right. but uh, I don't know. It's 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 so easy to get into like cliche, like "Let It Be" or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, but what would you want at your actual funeral if if Paul McCartney was like, "I heard this podcast." Oh, he actually showed up uh, to play my if funeral. I'm so alive, <laughs> many years from now, yeah. with cybernetics. It's so hard not to do like a goofy, like Blackbird would be a, oh, a yeah. nice, actually sincere answer because mm, yeah. you know, it's all about re, you know, moving, telling everyone kind of like you know, move yeah. on, forget about them. <laughs> I, I won't like, care. I'll be dead. I don't want to <laughs> go on. You yeah. got stuff to do, people. How about back? Well, see, again, I'm tempted to go with like a jokey answer. Like, Deborah. <laughs> Deborah, again, same thing. Any situation, it's it's really purpose. Plays. Yeah. Deborah just picks you up if people are bummed out at a funeral. Yeah. Get them in the mood to make love. I don't know because I do. I've been shying away from the kind of sappier, you know, like softer stuff. But and it's not. I guess another joke answer would be loser because it's like, oh, why don't you kill me? Because <laughs> I'm already dead. Yeah. Why did you kill me? Yeah. If you could just change the tense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll do a special version for me. Yeah. Or Beck tends to have a lot. He has a handful of songs that are just uh, insults or swear words. Okay. Like, like motherfucker or you know loser uh, uh, asshole. Uh, <laughs> These are all just songs. Yeah, I mean, I know songs Loser, but he has a song that's just called Motherfucker and one that's yeah, called yeah. Asshole. Are they all yeah. one album? Is it like a, th- a concept <laughs> album? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the George Carlin album. It's, I was, I used piece to joke. of shit is the best <laughs> yeah, album, oh, yeah. for sure. I feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, you, I used to joke, because like at a Beck concert, like you know, you can be insulting him or shouting out songs you want to hear. You can be like, <laughs> Loser! <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> asshole! <laughs> It's like you're yelling you're from a moving car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm requesting songs that I drive oh, by yeah, the Beck yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, it's the Doppler effect. You're driving by <laughs> yeah. in a circle, right? <laughs> uh, and the, the final question for that is, for what's the best song for committing a bank robbery? If you're committing a bank robbery and you're listening to a, a song at the same time. Actually, Helter Skelter is the first one yeah, I that's thought a good of. One. But it's tempting to go sort of Quentin Tarantino ironic and do like a fun poppy one. Yeah, that's where I was going. With, oh, and have it yeah. be kind of like that whole, like, that, you know, something horrible is happening, but here's... This perky, happy you know, song. I want to hold your hand in the back, playing in the background. <laughs> so, uh, or like Taxman or something. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, go with, I'll go with my original one, Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you said Taxman, because well, the one that I was, as I'm processing it, the one that came to mind from Beck was uh, New Pollution, which has that Taxman kind of baseline oh that, right because like, yeah. that's a good kind of like 60s heist feel to it oh yeah nice and bouncy yeah my final question in this section of the podcast if they wrote a song about you what Me? kind of song would you want it to be what what 
kind of lyrics, what kind of tone, what would a general message or mood be? I, would, I feel like it would have to be an insult. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever my least endearing quality is, it would just be that shouted, uh, and that's the title of the song. Do you have any sense, any like, introspection of yourself, of somebody looking from the outside, what they th- would think your flaw is? Uh, like nerd, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> that's the Beck song, and then it would have some cool, like cut and paste, kind of jangly, like nerd. That's pretty great. And how about uh, the Beatles? Uh, I would want a sort of, uh, this is going to sound really corny, but, uh, you know, I think I'm somewhat of a neurotic person with a very low self-image. So I would want a song that was kind of like saying, hey, you're awesome. Okay. Don't be so hard on yourself. That kind of a thing. I know that's a kind of hmm. corny answer, but that's what I, that's oh. sincerely what I would want. I think that's one of the great things about the Beatles, that they were able to express really corny stuff. Certainly dark yeah. stuff sometimes, but they're able yeah. to express really corny stuff yeah in a way that was gratifying and fun and didn't make you want to sneer and throw the radio right i mean their biggest hit hey jew was written originally to console a kid whose parents were getting divorced so you know right there like that's that's kind of the song i would want okay so So. you would want to be consoled about your parents getting divorced (laughs) well it was very traumatic for me so (laughs) did they actually get divorced they did actually get oh i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) i hope you'd write a song for me about it to tell me how sorry you were but uh, i'll take the podcast uh yeah i'll I'll put a podcast together about the divorce you can come back (laughs) we'll talk about the divorce thank you just straight up counseling (laughs) obsessed with alex's parents divorce Hey guys, it's Sarah Meyer, co-producer of this show, and this week I'm out looking for some random humans on the street to ask about Beck and the Beatles. Of course I like the Beatles. Everybody knows about the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> Even in Romania, yeah. How about Beck? Sorry? Beck? He's a musician. Have you heard of him? No. How do you feel about the Beatles? Good feelings. Good brings back memories, probably. How about uh, Beck? Do you know who Beck is? No. I think I have heard of Beck, but I don't know what kind of musician he is. Are you a fan of the Beatles? No, they're old. Who do you think would win in a fight, Paul McCartney or Beck? Paul. Probably Beck. I don't know. I don't even know who it is, but he just seems like he would be spunky and probably just the words (laughs) flying out of his mouth might be more offensive. I don't know. Who would win in a fight, Paul McCartney or Beck? Paul McCartney. Kill him. (laughs) Beck's like a little, he's feeble. But Paul McCartney's pretty old. He is old. But he has superpowers, I think. Have you seen how young his wives are? Okay, I'm going to read you some lyrics. And it's like a fill-in-the-blank thing. Okay, isn't it good, Norwegian? Hood? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'd like to be under the sea in a... Applebee, I don't know. <laughs> I am the Eggman. I am the... Superman. Isn't it good, Norwegian? Cruise? Isn't it good, Norwegian? Goodness. I'd like to be under the sea in a rocket ship. <laughs> okay, two turntables and a mic. I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you shut up? Got a devil's haircut in my pocket. Two turntables and a microphone. I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? Got a devil's haircut in my mine. Two turntables and a speaker. Uh, I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kiss me? <laughs> We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. So I ask these questions or variations of them for all my guests. You can answer honestly. Uh, and then I'm going to rate your obsession to see how obsessed you are compared to everybody else oh, I've had. Are you judged on, on how obsessed we are? Yeah, I'm going to offer an opinion. You can take it or leave it. You can <laughs> say that's rounds. accurate or you can just <laughs> okay. punch me in the face. <laughs> uh, 
so the first question is, do you think about Beck and or the Beatles every day? I don't know about every day. I'm sure there are days that I don't, but it often, especially because I get, I'm, I'm a member of the two competing Beck Facebook groups. So anytime I check Facebook, I get some updates and it's pretty common. Okay. Almost every day. Do you listen to Beck every day? No, not every day. Okay. It can come and go in waves. But, if you uh, go too long without checking the Facebook, do you miss Beck in your heart? Do you feel like I'm missing a part of my routine, my community? Yes. And especially, he's got a new album that's been delayed for years now. Oh, okay. And I've, I've, there's a lot of the, the kind of the Beck feeling that I'm missing. There's been little snippets here and there. He's been releasing a handful of singles and stuff. But okay. like a new Beck album hasn't happened in eight years or something. Wow. Maybe like, not eight. Six? He did that um, one where he had other people playing his songs, right? Yeah, well, I think that was like a Prince kind of get out of my record contract, oh. like not a, like the artist kind of deal, where he wrote a bunch of new songs and released it as a book of sheet music. Oh, and right. And people were encouraged to record their versions of it and post them, and then he did a compilation of people recording those songs, but I don't think he was allowed to perform on a new album for some reason. Oh, okay. That's it's weird. A, it, as stunts go, that's like an actually cool one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you? Do you think about the Beatles every day? Well, when you mentioned the Facebook thing, I am subscribed to a couple of different Beatles, you know, the John Lennon page and stuff okay. like that. So I guess if that counts as thinking about the like reading their names and, and, and right. so on. But uh, And when we were doing alphabetical, that was more common. Yeah, we were doing <laughs> the we podcast. Were, we had a schedule that yeah, we had to think so, about the Beatles. Uh, yeah, I think the question should be more how often you, rather than do you, because anyway, every day makes it sound like, no, I don't. Okay, well, clearly you're not a fan. If you're, <laughs> so, uh, no, no, I guess I don't think about them every day. Okay. Like, I don't think I thought about them until now today. I okay. probably would not have thought about them. But you're not at a point after even doing the whole alphabetical thing where you're like, I need a break from the Beatles. Like, no, you're no, still happy to have still, them present. Yeah. In right? fact, when I listened to it, I was like more like, oh, I got to put more Beatles in the mixes that I have just okay, so that right. they come up more frequently because yeah. it made me appreciate songs that I thought I didn't really like, but then giving them a second examination it may well, that's the better. good thing about i mean i'll i'll lump them together for this not just for the sake of this podcast but <laughs> creatively like they both have kind of different styles within their musical output so i could give i get really sick of you know the jangly kind of you know cut and paste beck songs that i like so much but then go back and listen to be like oh you know i'm gonna give that uh wishy-washy uh Adult Contemporary album, another chance. <laughs> right. Go back, listen to that for a little bit, and you know, appreciate some new things about it. Or uh, and then you know, so I'm not totally off the back. I'm just you know giving yes. it a different spin for a little bit, switching up the back. Yeah, right. And then yeah. kind of coming back and being like, oh, you know what? Like I do like this. Yeah, and you're right. You can totally do that with the Beatles with all their yeah. different eras. So yeah. how do you think that question should be phrased, Alex? Not do you think <laughs> about them every day? Uh, how often do you? Or do how you, or, often do you think about them? I guess that's even kind of vague too. It's your yeah. show. I shouldn't tell you. No, no, I like. So. Uh, about, these, yeah. I'm always adjusting these, so I like. Well, it's feedback. like one of those things where they say, like, when you go to the doctor and they say, "How often do you drink? Every day? Once a week? Once a month?" Like, there's a lot of range in there that you're not covering in the. Right. You know, I went so. to the doctor and felt so that their alcohol survey. Yeah. Like, I probably have a drink a day. Yeah. Uh, but they so everything under that is like, has anybody ever offended you by asking you if you drink too much? They're trying, totally trying to back me in the corner. Yeah, like, you just did right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do, have you ever screamed, I don't have a problem yeah. to one of your friends at 2 a.m.? Like, a little overly specific medical questionnaire. <laughs> Next question is, do you have or would you get a Beck or Beatles tattoo? 
uh, if I had the kind of body that I thought would look good with a tattoo, yes, I would do it. But since there's, there's nowhere I can think of that would be like, oh, this would be a great place to show off a tattoo, I wouldn't. What's wrong with your arms? <laughs> I don't know. They're just, you know. again, low self-esteem. So That's my pitch for a Beatles song. Yeah. What's wrong with your arms by Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with your arms? Uh, if no, you I'm were self-conscious the- about my arms. No, no. <laughs> First your divorce, now your arms. Um, if you were going to get a tattoo, would, would Beatles be on the list of possibilities, or would it be Star Wars, or would it be something else? Um, I'm I'm part of the reason I've never gotten a tattoo. Also, in addition to my body shame, is that like being stuck with something that you liked at one age. I mean, I've liked Star Wars and the Beatles long enough now, where I'm probably not going to like turn sixty years old and be like, oh, I'm sick of the Beatles now. So, <laughs> but it's like you know, say I got a Paul McCartney tattoo, and then the next day Paul McCartney murdered his wife or something like that. I'd be like, well, now I have this, you know, like this. Well, now thing. you're topical. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, you can easily yeah. start conversations. Yeah, but if it's a human being, that's a thing, right? Yeah. So if you get a tattoo that's an album or even like a yeah. bit of music, I would get the Revolver album cover tattoo on the front of my torso so like each quadrant <laughs> wow. of my body would have one of the beats oh uh, nice yeah. nice because All... i would have a a i'm trying to think of who's where on the album but right. i would have a paul nipple and a george yeah, do you work nipple? the nipples into the art or do you work <laughs> yeah, around them? Totally george would, yeah. nipple yeah and then a ringo abdomen <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah that's nice. what i would guess nice so. all right how about you would you or do you have a beck tattoo no we um i feel like i was just talking about this with star wars that i was like same boat that it, like even though it, it's something that I've liked consistently for pretty much 40 years, but I'm still not ready to commit. To like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I second guess myself, you know, halfway through a day of wearing one T-shirt, you know, never mind, <laughs> like, like permanently imprinting something on my body. OK, um, I used to half joke that uh, it would be the the kind of the back of the stormtrooper. Oh, the so like on my back. Yeah, I would get like Wait. I would get my back made up to look like a stormtrooper, basically. Um, but I like how we both committed to really big tattoos. Right. You guys are matching pairs. We're, we're going to go. We're going to go. Beatles on the front and Stormtroopers on the back. <laughs> right. And we're going to walk single file to hide our numbers. Um, but yeah, I know Beck was some. I, I have to think of good Beck imagery, but it would, it would yeah. definitely be on the list. Yeah. Um, and, you know, probably not something that says, you know, Beck, like, you know, just something, yeah. some interpretation uh, of lyrics from a song or the ideas from a song or maybe some kind of like extrapolation from a video or, or right. the album cover or something something that's about the art not just like beck right. he's a guy right he's yeah. on my shoulder now right yeah. right if you met beck would you show him the tattoo um or would you eventually be eventually you guys are hanging out a lot yeah well that's the plan <laughs> <laughs> right sure when you've started your podcast with beck right yeah <clears throat> If you guys heard a stranger say an incorrect fact about Beck or the Beatles, would you correct them? Oof, that's come up. Oh, really? Well, I just well, with the Beatles, I feel like sometimes people are just like, you know, you'll be in a party or something, and they'll just be like, mm, it's that, you know, with all kinds of nerdy things, especially with Star Wars, too. That's Yeah, and you guys are researching mm. a lot for Star Wars Minute. Uh, I got into, I once, um, my uh, stepmother, after the divorce, I had a stepmother, <laughs> and um, we were talking, the Beatles came up, and she was like, well, the Beatles definitely had some kind of music, formal musical training, and I knew for a fact that that wasn't true. Yeah. And I said, oh, well, you know, actually, they were all just kind of like self-taught, and she's like, no, I pretty, I, they had to have had something, and it drove me crazy that here I was, obsessed with the Beatles, read yeah. a thousand books, watched the complete Beatles a million times, and she was arguing with me about it. 
about it. So in, I just let it go. Oh, you did? Yeah, because, okay. you know. And how's your relationship with her today? They got divorced, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, was like, that was less hard. Right. I was like, good. And after they got divorced, I was like, the Beatles had no musical training. <laughs> did you try to get your dad to put that in the divorce papers? That she had right. to sign yeah, exactly. and acknowledge? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alex was correct about that. initial here? Yeah. I actually worked to break them up. I was the Yoko of their, of their <laughs> relationship after that. So. Nice. Uh, and how about you? Would you correct someone um, on a back factoid? You said it was a total stranger? Yeah, stranger. Probably not. What if it was a, a pal? Would you correct a pal? I don't know. I, I would try to find the least kind of pedantic, like, like kind of way to do it. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel like it would bubble out <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. You know, I would just be like, oh, well, no, that was the, that was the third album. You should work in a test and, and purposely say a fake fact <laughs> oh, on the show and see if we would have said, like, well, right. actually. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. And see if people catch it. And yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my new podcast, Sorry, Entrapment. <laughs> Sorry, once again, I'm telling you what to no, do No, this is show. great. No, I think we're having a fair exchange where I am ripping open old wounds about your family history. <laughs> yes, my and arms. you're giving me great feedback <laughs> on my podcast. This is perfect. Uh, so, but does it rankle you when somebody says something wrong about Beck. Do you hold it in that kind of esteem where like you have memorized all this stuff that it bothers you? Like people don't talk about Beck very often <laughs> so it doesn't come up. Other than like people kind of uh, dismissing him as like a one-hit wonder. Right. That gets a little bit like, well, no, but there's this whole like rich catalog, you know. And, and Sea Change was a really popular album just like successful billboard-wise, right? Or am I nuts? Uh, critically, I, I don't remember where it did on the okay. charts because, but uh, yeah, Sea Changer is like super critically successful, and I, it's become less so. But for a while, it was very much kind of like a oh, loser guy. And it's like, well, yeah, it was more than that. Like, yeah. Um. So that I mean, sometimes I might engage and just be like, well, have you have you heard the acoustic <laughs> version of Modern Guild? That was only on the website. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take you to my deep cuts. Yeah, but that's good because you guys both went for not the pedantic facts about dates, but some an example that's substantive to like this is misunderstanding who they are. Yeah, right. I wouldn't get mad either because well, in the case of my stepmother, I did because she was arguing with me about it. But <laughs> yeah. if people. I, we all know bad information about stuff, right. even if we, so. I wouldn't want someone to get mad at me if I misquoted some movie. Or like, no, it's you, you can't handle the truth, or you know, right? That was kind of confusing because the guy was yelling in that quote, and I was saying anyway. So yeah, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want people to get mad at me if I miss. I wouldn't argue with someone either if they were like, no, actually, it was, you know. You like, all right. Well, yeah. I've seen how this goes before. You'll get yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. karma is going to get you. <laughs> would you okay. have a Beck or Beatles themed birthday party? You say, would you have or would you rather have? Would you, <laughs> or have we have? <laughs> have you had or would you have a Beck and or Beatles themed birthday party? Uh, I guess so. It would be a little embarrassing, but I guess I, I Why would... would it be embarrassing? They're great artists and you love them. I know, but there's something like, there's something like, when I was in college, I, uh, for some reason, did... I had to paint a picture and I painted the cover of Beatles for sale. And for some reason that makes me cringe when I look back at oh, it. Cause really? it seems like something you'd see fangirls doing in like 1964. Like, look, I have a Beatles birthday party. You know, like, <laughs> like I'm a 12 year old Justin Bieber fan or something. Yeah. So, right. you know, maybe like a costume party where everyone had to come dressed as, mm. oh, as okay. one of the Beatles and they could pick whatever era that I'd go along. Okay. That seems to require more go. creativity rather than just pictures of the Beatles <laughs> hanging from balloons or something. <laughs> just a, a cake that looks like yeah. George's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Uh, I, I feel like I, a Beatles costume party. That's, that's yeah, pretty that's, good. That's, 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 ex, that's acceptable. Would, yeah. But yeah. a Beck themed birthday party. 
It's tough. I think, well, some of my birthday parties probably have been accidentally back themed <laughs> if I left the all day shuffle on. But uh, uh, it's tough. There's no, you know, like it, tattoo has a little bit of the same problem that there, there might not be enough kind of iconography or okay. like, like enough stuff that reads back other than kind of playing the music on in the background. And having yeah. A, I don't know. I'm open to it. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have to workshop it a little bit. But I like Alex's uh, Beatles costume party thing. Yeah. Let's go with that yeah. for now. A Beck costume party would be amazing because I don't think be... people are really familiar with. Yeah, it would make what people Beck do research. Wears. They'd have to be creative. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody would just show up with two turntables and a microphone, yeah. literally. And or one like, of those. Really... One of those. What are those dogs? Those pooly dogs. Oh right, the one that's the jumping. Cover of Odelay. Yeah, yeah. That's, the... that's uh, what I would do anyway. You would dress as that dog? No, I would bring one oh, to okay. the party. Bring a jumpy dog? Yeah, and I would yeah. make him jump over stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I no one just... else can do that idea as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just try to look sad. <laughs> Perpetually throughout the party. Just a little bummed out. <laughs> I'm right. sea change. I would bring a statue of Xenu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if the only way you could listen to a new Beck or Beatles album is by stealing it, would you steal it? A new Beatles album, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, this is the this is that caper that we were talking about before, where you get the oh, you know, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Devil's haircut starts playing. You lower down on the wire and pull yeah. out the Beatles album. <laughs> and you mean steal it from like their vault, yeah, or from steal Beck it from the or store, from, or yeah, like I I would imagine like for, let's say for whatever reason they it's a stunt. They said we made it, but it's it's, it's like the Wu Tang uh, Clan. Yeah, it's, it's the Wu Tang Clan, but yeah. I stand by my answer. Yeah, I think you, that's a solid answer. Yeah, if it's I think Beatles, you, you, I have think to. You, you have to. Uh, but if fact. it involves a caper, it's tough. It's I'm more of a I'm more of a kind of you know planning guy. Okay, like a, the like caper's a, perfect for you then. Yeah, but I'm not necessarily going to go kind of. I guess I would plan the caper. Yeah, but you don't want to be suspended on a wire. Is that what this is getting to? In general, no. <laughs> <laughs> there are very few things. Um, what if it was like Beck said? I made a new album. Mm-hmm. I put it in a Walmart somewhere in the country. Mm-hmm. In order to get it, you just have to like pocket it at a Walmart. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> then oh, you I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might just do that for uh, Beck albums I already have. Just, <laughs> just like, oh, you know what? I didn't bring that copy of uh, Odelay. So let's. Uh, I think you're saying he put it somewhere in a Walmart somewhere in the country. So you'd have to drive around the whole country. Yeah, you? I like that idea too. So you, so you would drive from oh, Walmart would to Walmart looking for the Beck album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Here uh, the other day, I um, this is just random, uh, random tales of obsession. They just re-released some some Beck albums on vinyl, which is oh, cool. uh, as a middle-aged white guy now I have to buy vinyl all the time because that's <laughs> we got the memo. Uh, the record label that had the vinyl rights to uh, Mellow Gold and Odelay, his, his kind of first two major label albums, um, the vinyl releases were with this other small label called Bongload Custom. And so they just had an anniversary thing and they're like, oh, so we're going to release a limited number of these, you know, records. And, and so like, we're going to release a couple every day. So I went every day to, you know, reload until I got the records and I got, you know, my copies of them. And then at the same time, there's a um, kind of record of the month club that I had kind of tested out to get, you know, there's one or two things that I saw was upcoming that I was like, oh, cool. And I did that and I meant to quit it. And finally, after a couple months of getting things that I didn't want, I quit it. And as soon as I quit it, I get an email saying, Hey, next month's uh, album is back, and it was one of the ones that I had already bought. And the only thing was that it was just, like the vinyl was a different color, and I was like, "Oh, I got to sign back up." And I signed, <laughs> signed back up, and it, I have both copies now, and it's an oh. album that I already own several times over in different formats. But it was just like, "Oh, no, yeah, I, I need that." Right, you're a completist when it comes to back. In a sense, it's just a weird like, yeah, like I can't say no 
to back things. Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. I'm not like, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I kind of satisfied the completest thing by kind of getting, you know, the, the internet era, like we were talking about, kind of made it easier to get, you know, because if there's a song that was on an obscure single, but like, oh, this guy had it and he put it on the internet and it's on the, you know, the Beck group has it and somebody's yeah. sharing it. So, oh, great. So I can have all the songs, but now it's kind of more about like, okay, physical copies of things. This makes it different, you know? Yeah. Have you ever even played that album? No, 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 not yet. Yeah. Do you <laughs> Maybe think you eventually, will? yeah. <laughs> Must never be played. No, don't even look at it. <laughs> if Beck put out an album that was, that couldn't be played, it just was like a statue of an album. Would you get it? <laughs> Uh, depending on the price point, probably. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Uh, the final How Obsessed question is, if you could not listen to Beck or the Beatles without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, would you still listen to Beck or the Beatles? Well, is it the kind of thing where every song I have to get punched in the crotch, or is it like once a day? or once... You know, not surprisingly, this comes up when I ask that question. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I have settled on a monthly subscription like Netflix. So if it's something you listen to every day like the Beatles, it's a once a month. You pay your rent and you get <laughs> the crotch punch. Do mm. I get to pick whether it's me or a loved one? Because yeah. I want to do it myself. I okay, would want you to take it. Okay, my, well, that, yeah. Yeah, that's very Except nice that of you. stepmother of mine. It <laughs> <laughs> can't be someone you were once legally attached to. Yeah. It has to be someone you actually love. No, I would. Yeah, I would get hit in the nuts once a month. Okay. Yeah. For sure. For the, is it just because you can't imagine never hearing them again? Not that I can't imagine it. It's just more I just enjoy them. And the... I thought you were going to say, it's just I enjoy getting punched in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? It's like win-win. Would you give up being punched in the nuts if you had to listen to the Beatles? No. I would, somebody no, did bring up that eventually I'm going to have somebody on the podcast like, actually, that really is my fetish. I enjoy right, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess every month I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to renew my... Uh... No, I think I just I would put up with the three hours of agony or whatever in the ice pack required to, yeah. to yeah. be able to. Well, then you get to sit on the couch with the ice pack on listening to the Beatles. Oh, yeah, that's great. true. Yeah. That's for sure Helter Skelter, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Would you take a monthly crotch punch? You're already uh, involved in one monthly service to get back things. <laughs> yeah. It is like a crotch punch in a sense. <laughs> it's a financial crotch punch. Go, what the hell is this album? Why did I? Oh, I got to quit that club. <laughs> and then they hook me. They hook me. Um, oh, they hook you too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the it's just the left cheek oh, of the okay. buttocks, <laughs> right? The fleshy part of the thigh. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure I would too. Yeah. And it's too much. Kind of. <laughs> it's not that I can't imagine not listening to it. It's just like, well, that's a fair exchange. Like, yeah. Like just, um, the value is is there. What we'll if see. it was Beck himself punching you in the crotch? Oh well. Do we, we, don't, get, think do we get to hang out with the ice pack on? <laughs> yes. And then yeah. he he sings to you for three right. hours after he punches you in the crotch. With yeah. some adult contemporary rock. Well, well, so that there. would kind of be like Clockwork Orange where you would associate bag. him with like oh, pain yeah. and agony. Right, right. Like, every time you heard a song, you'd like clench right. And then when from then on, when I request songs, I'm actually insulting him and not just requesting the songs I want to hear. I'm like, asshole. <laughs> But the bottom line for both of you is you would go through some amount of pain, literal physical pain, to keep the Beatles and Beck in your life. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I got to get it into my life. <laughs> <laughs> I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with the Beatles? Oh, boy. Pete, you go first. <laughs> okay. uh, my throat's a little... <clears> throat> That's the noise. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles. Uh, I'm going to, okay. Well, I, my noise is going to be. <clears throat> and I'm not going to tell you why. No, no, no. Okay. no it's, uh, all right. So it's the, it's the 
the run out of groove at the end of uh, that one's from Odele, I think. Okay. So at the end of the album, where it just kind of uh, it just goes into a loop of that kind of uh, it's that kind of weird sound. And when I bought that album, uh, some friends of mine, I guess, had gone out during the day and got it, and they were listening to it. And so when I got home, like I stopped or went out late that night or whatever and got it. And when I got home, there was an answering machine message and I played it and it was just that for like two minutes. I was like, what the hell? Who called me? And I don't get, I like, I had no idea what was going on. Then I listened to the album and then at the end of the album, that noise happens and I was like, wow. And then I pieced it together. I was like, oh, they must've just gotten the album and called me and left the message. But it was a weird You thought it was back, didn't you? I was like, he's here, he's here. This angry killer robot leaving me messages. Did you want a different Beatles noise than coffee and off mic? Yeah, I will go. My first thing I thought of was the Beatles primal scream, like when John Lennon did the primal scream thing. I don't want to blow out your microphone or my voice, but I'll do my best. I can think of a word. I'll just say, That's not good. No. <laughs> That's a great. Although noise. the other one I was going to do, you reminded me of the, the, inner, the inner groove thing. Yeah. Sar- Beals did a similar thing first on Sgt. Pepper, yeah, where yeah, they yeah, uh, where they had a backwards message on it that just repeated over again over And supposedly, if you play it backwards, it says "We fuck like Superman." Really? Yeah. Have you ever tried it? Uh, I never have tried. You, I mean, you, fucking yeah, like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all those crotch punches I'm getting, it's kind of, that should have been your lovemaking song. It's the runout group. Oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but do, have you tried playing it backwards? Does it say that, or does uh, it say something kind of like that? It's like a bunch of people talking, and one of the things, like you know, if you listen to anything over and over again, you could be like, oh yeah. If you're listening for it, you can kind of yeah. hear that that could be there. Okay. I've tried the other Beatles backwards messages, but that one, I don't think, or if I heard it, it didn't convince me that. It didn't work. Okay. The other ones I could hear more, but um, okay. Anyway, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So I rate people on a scale of one to seven uh, to give it flavor. I try to give it like uh, uh, the actual number, a thing. So I'll say uh, seven turntables for you out of okay. seven turntables. Mm-hmm. I think you're like 5.2 turntables obsessed at least. Okay. Because I like you, the at least part that gives yeah. me room to grow. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm on the upswing. <laughs> well, a couple of your answers were like, oh no, I've got, I've got a little hesitation. Yeah. Like, I have, a, I have a couple places where I'm like putting stompers in, mm-hmm. but you are. This seems like it is. It's a problem. You are not a huge fan of half of his music. It sounds like, <laughs> and yet you're buying multiple copies of music that you're only okay on because this whole overall oeuvre of yeah. this guy next door appeals to you. Yeah, I do own multiple copies of the albums that I don't listen to in, in special limited edition uh, cases and whatever. So. Would he get more points cool. if he did listen to the limited edition albums? Mm, yeah, no, you know. I got them no, on my I phone. It's... I could listen to them right now if you want. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, I think see, I think six. I would I would get up to the six if you were a little bit more like vociferous mm-hmm. about like yeah, I need to meet him. I need this. That you know. But you've right. you've got a little bit of reservation here. I'm trying to play it cool. <laughs> cool. All right. So when he meets back, he does it. It's not embarrassing. Yeah. And out of seven, um, seven revolutions. How about? Okay. Uh, one out of seven re- revolutions. Uh, I'm. I think you're a little bit lower. Uh, I think you're more like a. I'm going to go four point eight revolutions. Four point eight. Yeah. Okay. How do you, How do you feel about that? Well, I know I'm sure we both lost points on the tattoo question. And, <laughs> right. uh, you know, there are I, no wrong answers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think in general, like uh, I'm, I'm a general kind of reserved, sort of introverted guy in real life. So it makes sense that my fandom would also be not right, yeah. not easily like yeah. a, 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 you know, exhibited. Even though yeah. I know in my mind I am, but uh, you know, I could see how uh, I could see how it would feel that yeah. way. Yeah. 
I think it is in, and I'm still wrestling with how exactly I measure these different things. But I think there's something about what you have done. Not only that you're you're an introverted person, like you're just saying, but you have funneled your obsession to very specific things. Of like, well, I listen to them. Like it's meant yeah. to be. And then I did one podcast, and then yeah. I read books, and like so, yeah. it's very contained in specific. So you're yeah. not like exploding all over the place yeah. with how do I express <laughs> this obsession? Like you've got it knocked down. Yeah, I think also because I've you know Beale's fandom is is very large, and there's some really like hardcore yeah you know i knew a guy who was into the beatles and he knew like the running time of each song wow so like you know i'm like well i'm i'm not that far so in a way i'm glad <laughs> i'm not that hardcore about it so uh, does beck fandom have extreme examples like that there must be every yeah you know, i mean it's everybody a bell curve, does I guess. but i feel like i mean overall because it's not as it's a you know it's a tighter beam <laughs> yeah that i think that they're you know for the most people people seem most part people seem more even keeled so do you guys want to uh, plug anything besides Star Wars Minute? What else do you want to plug? I guess that's about it, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah so we you, do a daily podcast about Star Wars where we go through the movie minute by minute. It is and, a great uh, podcast. It's oh, really you. amazing. It's very kind. Uh, thank thank you. you. Although I guess this is a good time to mention our old podcast, Alphabetical. Yeah. That's right. We went through the entire Beatles catalog. So if you're a Beatles fan, check it out. Yeah. Would you ever do a Beck podcast with Beat? Uh, I'm a casual fan of Beck. I mean, if you wanted me on there to get a casual fan's perspective, sure. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm game. Well, let me I... tell you on this. Alpha Beck. Alpha Beck. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, well, we have to wait until his kind of entire output is done, though. Yeah, that's can't the, go that's kind the, of sliding uh... things in into the alphabet. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's madness. We have that's to wait insane. until he retires or dies. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not anxious for either one of those to happen, so I'm not anxious to start that podcast. Well, yeah. if you could do, like, uh, Alpha Beck so far. You know, like mm. how one of those greatest hits have like greatest right, hits so right. far, kind of a thing. Pete's so. not down with that. Mm. No, maybe no. break it down by decades. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. We'll, we'll we'll work on it. <laughs> De- no, decades. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Decades. <laughs> uh, and where can people find you on social media? Uh, well, my website, Comic Book Alex, <laughs> is has links to everything. But I'm uh, on Twitter at a Rob Twit. I have a uh, Facebook page. If you just look up Alex Robinson. Okay. How about you, Pete? Uh, I'm just Pete the Retailer on Twitter and I'm PeteTheRetailer.com, but that just kind of points at the other podcasts that I've done. So cool. Cool. That's all. Uh, quick plugs for Obsessed. Before we go, you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter is at Obsessed Podcast. For info on all my upcoming shows, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. If you're in Los Angeles at New Year's, I am doing a New Year's Eve show called 2017 A New Hope. More Star Wars. Uh, there are two ways to support Obsessed. You can back us on Patreon and get exclusive bonus episodes every month. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Or you can support all the podcasts on the Feral Audio Podcast Network by shopping through our portal. Just go to feralaudio.com, click the Support Our Artist button, and shop on Amazon, and some of the money will go to supporting Feral Audio. Uh, if people went to Amazon right now through the Feral Audio portal, what should they buy? Just any random bullshit. What's the best random bullshit to buy on Amazon? Well, my book, Our Expanding <laughs> yeah. Universe, my most recent graphic novel. That's some random bullshit. Half <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Please, your next graphic novel should just be called Some Random Bullshit. <laughs> and it will be available on Amazon. Here are the final questions. Alex, if someone made a statue of you, what would you want your pose to be? Uh, well, I guess the first thing I thought of was standing with one hand on my hip and the other hand pointing up in the air like I was, like, uh, you know, not... Not John Travolta's Saturday Night Live, Saturday Fever style, but like pontificating. Yeah, exactly. Like, Like, uh, go over there, people. Yeah, isn't there a famous statue like that? Like, or in pop culture or something? Uh, I think that in Jebediah Springfield. Springfield, Okay, yeah. yeah. Although he's pointing more up. Although the bear, the dead bear, is a good touch too. So, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's what I'll do. Would you want any other uh, any animal with you? 
A pug. <laughs> Standing on a dead pug. <laughs> <laughs> then you just sort of like point at everybody like, look away. Yeah. Don't yeah. ask about the Don't pug. Don't look at me. <laughs> I've done something horrible. You're next. <laughs> uh, Pete, if you could turn into any animal, anytime you wanted, what animal would you want to turn into? Is this why I say a dead pug? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a horrible super friend. Uh, shape of dead pug. <laughs> Oh, I just had an animal thing that was... <laughs> Does a man thing count as an animal? <laughs> no. Um, it's more of a vegetable. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll say a tapir. Tapir? Tapir? Tapir. Oh, the monkey? No, it's a little... It's like a like a furry anteater kind of a thing with oh. a cross an anteater and a badger. Okay. Um, no, just... why did you pick that one? Yeah. Is it on a back out this back have an album called <laughs> no. oh, Taper? No, Taper. No, it's not a anteater in a bed. It's got a kind of like a pig leg snout almost, but it's a little bit fuzzy. I don't know. It's just one of those animals that I like. <laughs> so, so you would just hard try. to quant- hard to quantify and uh and hard to pronounce. Yeah. yeah, so you would just turn into this animal and kind of check yourself out in the mirror and go right. this, this is all right. This is pretty walk cool around animal. and be like, "What do you think everybody?" and they'd be like, "What is that? Is that one of those anteaters?" But like, mm. No, no. Yeah, you don't get it. (laughs) The final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Warm gun? (laughs) You know, that has been used on the podcast before. Uh, Yeah. Well, the first thing I thought of was happiness is a warm puppy, which goes good with my dead (laughs) pug. It's a cold puppy. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit more of a legitimate answer. Warm puppies are pretty happy causing. And the wise SME wants to read the Wikipedia page for the movie Happiness. Uh, (laughs) Happiness is a uh, movie. Yeah. That's a good answer. But in actual life, when you guys are content, when you're happy, what moments is uh, what moment is that happiness? Uh, I think when I finish a good drawing. Okay. When I when I do a page and I'm like, wow, that actually doesn't happen very often. But sometimes I'll finish a page and be like, wow, that actually came out really good. Right. And you're not second guessing anything. You're not beating yourself up. You're just like, I like that. I killed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's more or less it. Nice. That's what I would say. I uh, I have this kind of mental image of there's a Jughead panel. <laughs> <laughs> this is my like kind of my spirit animal kind of. This is my goal always. So there, there's a panel of Jughead uh, just kind of napping in a hammock with uh, there's a little kind of transistor radio playing the baseball game and he's got a pitcher of lemonade there and that's that's always where I want to be. That's my that's my zone. Right. I want to be like Jughead in that panel. Just uh, listening to some baseball and drinking yeah. some lemonade and no problems in the world. Yeah. And, a, you know, perfect hammock temperature, <laughs> you know, because it can't be too windy or too cold, et cetera. Not too sunny. And Beck is playing in the background, maybe? Yeah, maybe Beck could be on the radio. That's nice. Uh, that's, you You'd know, be in the hammock with Beck. Oh. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> well, and I think on that note, that will be our podcast. Those are great happiness answers. You guys were great guests. Thank you so much for coming and doing the podcast. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Hey, I'm Paul McCartney. Uh, Hey, this is Beck. Hey, Beck, why do you think we got kicked out of that party? Not cool enough, eh? Yeah, I don't know, man. They must have thought we were losers (laughs) or something, right? Well, it's more of a John song than than my song, but... uh, no, I wasn't saying I'm a loser. I said that's that's one of my songs. Oh, you write music, do you? Uh, yeah, a little bit here and there. <laughs> oh, gear. <dear. laughs>